<laughs> Welcome to the 23rd episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X, doing this early flyby on a Thursday night. This is going to be our last episode, our last episode until the Labor Day weekend. I don't know if you got a job or if you're looking for one or you just ain't interested in the topic whatsoever. Job. Job. Right. But I know you're celebrating on Labor Day. Or is it Memorial Day? Which one is it? I always get the two of them mixed up. Memorial Day is in the summertime. But either way, yeah, I got Memorial my... Memorial Day is early. Yeah. So you can hear the man speaking, my illustrious guest from Detroit, Michigan, Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? What up, though? How you living? What? What? And, of course, back from the A, Mr. Dub K, the one, the only, Gene Hopkins. Great to be on the show. Great to be on the show. Great to have you back, too. Great to have you back. You know, you, you still... You, you, Great you, to be back. You fucked up my head. You fucked up my head three weeks ago with that statement, and I mentioned it last week, and every fucking... Hour whenever something hold doesn't on, make on, sense. Hold on, 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 hold on. If you, if someone was gonna, gonna give me a, a million dollars right now to tell you what that statement was, <laughs> I'd be broke <laughs> as hell. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. ahead. What statement is <laughs> that? Statement is very simple. Man, this is some bullshit. Anything that they want to fix, they could fix. They have the money to do it. Nobody would miss that shit. Nobody would change nothing. It's just a matter of the fact that this is the way that they want things to run. So this is where they put their money. That was your statement. And that just fucked me up. You know why it fucked me up, Gene? It fucked me up because I realized, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) They ain't going to change nothing anyway. This is the way that they want it. I know. I'm sorry. That was a little bit loud. Right. That was loud, but I. But yo, no, I felt that it's, it starts storming outside. Oh, okay. Well, yo. you know what the hell are we doing? And what they're doing is they write off checks whenever it's convenient. And what's convenient this week is first of all, Donald Trump. He got to write off everything. Nobody really gave a fuck about any money that was coming back or what a def- deficit. I go to school. What does that mean? Is that one of them fancy college words? <laughs> Deficit. <laughs> Money spent. Payback. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. These are the. I can only do a black Trump supporter because I'm a black person. So, what? Deficit? All I know is I got a check. PPP? 18,000? For, debt forgiven? Thank you, Mr. Trump. Right. 25,000 out of jail. PPP. Debt forgiven. Thank you, Mr. Trump. 7,000. Debt not forgiven. You ain't had no corporation. You're not supposed to have that money. The IRS will find you soon. But these are the categories. And then there's some people that are 10,000. Debt not forgiven. Good luck finding me. <laughs> and that's why they hired the IRS So some of y'all are out there Y'all in Vegas right now I know where you are You're in Vegas Because you've already been rolling the dice And you're a gambler I would check Vegas 
Reno, <laughs> Foxwoods, any oh, city where they actually that have that money is gone. Hey, now, that money right? is gone. <laughs> and you know what? Guess what? The Indians don't have to open up their books to tell you where they spent it either. It is gone up like a cloud of good peace pipe smoke. <laughs> yeah. It, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not done yet. I'm talking about, you know what? And, and, and here's the thing. I'm a, I, I might be glad that I was behind on the crooked curve with that. What? There's so many people that made really, really long money that I would be worried if I was one of them right now. Oh. You know, I, I think, I think you know, look, I'm going to tell you something. When when slavery ended, mm-hmm. they, would catch the, they would catch the brothers walking down the street, trump a charge up on them, mm-hmm. and send mm-hmm. their asses to the mine or to the field for a month and then to the mine or whatever, somehow back in slavery, right? Mm-hmm. That evolved <laughs> to the prison industrial, industrial system, right? Preach! Right. And so, look, what, look, with the way that they are, with the way that they are releasing people for, but they need, they need fresh, fresh <laughs> factory workers. And what they did was they put a police force together to go get. That's right. A whole bunch of them because they, they took $57 billion. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're going to feed, and then they're going to be like, look, the, here, here come the new slaves, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the incarcer- the LaQuint Dickey Mining Company was a real thing, bro. Mm-hmm. The, the what? Yeah. <laughs> the LaQuint Dickey Mining Company. Oh, yeah. From the, Django. The yeah. incarceration oh, rates. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. incarceration rates in the United States of America aren't quadruple, maybe five times the next country. Right. By accident, we're not just so benevolent. Right. We just want to feed three million niggas, three million motherfuckers. Right. right. You know, that's not what it's for. Right. It's there because <laughs> yeah. it's money. Those are your jobs. That's your jobs program. Yeah. The, they could the, because it's, it's, it's the, a mousetrap, just like the crack program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they instituted because the thought process is very simple. It's like, like this is what I mean about your statement from a couple of weeks ago. Every time I'm getting ready to do something, I could be like checking out at the counter, and I could be like, "God damn it, Gene said that shit. That motherfucker's right about that shit." Click ninety nine fifty four. All I got was some milk. <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is, is that you the really, fish. yeah, you, you really like called it because like you can't, do you really think that the United States has people in the United States are five times more naturally, naturally more inclined to do crime than the rest of the world in the greatest country in the world? Yeah. With the most food and the most everything, you just, ins- you just inspired me, man. Oh, uh-uh. I'm a writer. I'm a writer book. Mm-hmm. I'm a writer book, mm-hmm. and that's uh, <laughs> you know, where we're going for dummies. You know, history. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> our or, or maybe our simplified tracks. Mm. <laughs> okay, now. 
This is as simple as I can put it. Okay, yeah, I want to get we an epilogue. Basic, Let's get a preview. We have basic... Okay, so we started by stealing the land. And basically, we have been on that on that same track it's a good start. of stealing more and more and more that we have a great, great army to defend our thievery, right? That's a great <laughs> so, start. But the thing is, after you steal so much and after you lie to the people so much about this, that, and everything else, you have all this debt, you know, you borrow all this money, this, that, and everything else, the gig is going to be up. Mm. The price has to be paid. Mm-hmm. And this inflation and everything else, what do they think? There's a magic wand somebody could wave and make, and make it so that, okay, everything don't cost ain't high anymore? No, it's, right. just, it's the symbol of the weak-ass dollar. I mean, it's, it's probably a, a hundred things in line, and each one of them have all of its differences and significances, uh, and, and a whole, a whole hundred, hundred of them in line that determine... You know, the value of different things and stuff. You know, what I'm saying is it's rotten to the core. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though, Gene? There's a solution to that problem. There's a solution. There's a way that you can actually close that financial gap. And I think that the governor of Texas figured it out by taking all of your Mexicans and shipping them to New York. That's what it is. If you get rid of the... <laughs> That's not true, though. <laughs> But it works, though. No. It makes perfect economic no sense. The chances of him getting reelected by people in Texas are pretty good. So that shows that they like his economic policy. And the begin- his policy begins with taking all the Mexicans who get across the border and sending them to a sanctuary city. Push it off to somebody yeah, else. Make somebody else pay for it. That go. is the true American way. There is... Yeah, but there's no solution because there's no... The only solution has to include all of the solutions thus far, which has been violence. (laughs) Somebody got to get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And maybe even a few different types of people. And so, but besides that, there is no logic to it. There There is no solution outside of truth. And then truth is a maybe. Because after you feed it to people, you're going to have some people wig out. And then, and you know, others want to try to pick every, you know, do a group pickup. But, man, I'm telling you, this, it, I, I pay for that shit at the grocery stores. I pay for that shit at the gas tanks. Uh, the bills that come in, uh, you know, and I'm seeing the increase. And I'm like, hold on now. I'm not a scrub. But I know the average person ain't going to be able to make these kind of nuts month after month after month after mm, month. Mm, so, so. Mm, and mm, mm. how long am I going to be able to make these? Mm. <laughs> 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 why, why are we acting like this is new, though? You know what I mean? Oh, this, this no, it's, it's, but it's, I guess it's, 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 po- it's, po- it's critical so to speak so much that it's more visible now that like, you know, it's like, whoa, I mean, if, if I'm paying this at the grocery store, other folks is paying this. And not only that, man, shit, man, I'm talking about shit. I don't even want to talk about how uh, some of these grocery stores is just well, killing the shit out of people. Go ahead, Grant. Depending on depending on your vantage point, shit ain't really changed that much. You know what I mean? It's, it's, right. it's, a, much, it's a much shorter fall from the basement than it is from the penthouse. Right. You know what I'm right. So so if you if you already if you already poor, then what's going on around you 
really ain't much of a it ain't much of a change. It's only when you had bread to be able to spend on you know shit that you want. Typically, when you're poor, you don't buy a whole lot of shit that you want. You buy shit that you need. Well, right. What you do you is you mean? basically what you do when you're poor and you have needs is you get together with other poor people and you decide that you're going to do a um, criminal form of a flash mob. Which is basically getting a hundred people to go into a store, which we've seen a lot of right. recently. Hundred people go into a store, mm-hmm. everybody just rush it, and we gonna grab whatever the fuck we need right now everything and everything. Right. So it's like they just basically saying we going shopping on Thursdays. That's the new shopping on right. Thursdays. It used to be you take your paycheck. You can, you could like, you know, back in the seventies, you could actually take your paycheck and you could actually cash your paycheck at the cash register with the person, get your groceries, get your change, and be out. But now they've just eliminated the paycheck stuff. This is something that the people have done, and this is good because it shows that the educational system in America does actually work. Despite people thinking that it doesn't okay. actually work. Because these motherfuckers can count. They can count the fact that it's probably better to get your groceries for free than it is to pay for them. And since you cut off all shows or programs, people can't get food stamps, people can't get X, Y. Which makes you very happy if you're watching like television and you want to see people suffer. Then you're like, yeah, it's good, it's working. Until you watch TV and you see that mop of motherfuckers, or you happen to be buying a steak at that time when they come in and they decide to dig your pockets too. Because that's what hey. happens. Grant, I'm gonna answer your question about, you know, uh, you know, how is it different? What's different now and what's eye opening now is the math. Like Okay, yeah, you know, there's always been some type of that, but if a person makes X amount, they can live a certain way. Now that's, you know, it, it's it's getting, the proportions are, are are really unrealistic in my view. You know, like, oh, you know, whereas even when I didn't have, I mean, I was still able to, if I made a good check, you know, or, or just, I mean, I made 25-5 my first real job mm. and I was able to live and eat good, decent, right. you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, uh even was able to buy a house, you know, uh, at right. the time, right. you know, uh, that ain't possible now. Nah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, and, and I, and I understand that, but what I'm, what I guess yeah. what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is depending on, depending on your vantage point, yeah, that's really what makes the difference. So, when you make a twenty five thousand, you have a certain vantage point, right? Right. So what you see it as a twenty five thousand dollar guy may be different than what you see as a fifty thousand dollar guy or a seventy five thousand dollar guy or so, yeah. so on up the line. Your vantage point is always going to be changing. So yeah. regardless to what's happening, all, only thing you can do is respond to to the stimulus, right? So if the prices go up, you have to make a decision. Right, mm-hmm. that, that's that's it. It's mm-hmm. called yeah. response. They go, yeah. they put the call out there for ninety nine fifty four, right? Yeah, right, for you right. To get that, that for that milk, milk. for right. that milk. That's that's the call. And I only so needed half of the carton. What, how are you gonna respond to that? 
Right. How are you going to respond to it? You gonna you going to buy it or you going to say, fuck that? I'm well, going to do something different. You know, the difference is, I think yeah, what it is yeah, is, uh, yeah. I was thinking when Gene was talking, I understand exactly what you were saying about it not going as far. Because I could just imagine that if you just take a $20 model, you could probably, you know, if you live in life poorly, you could probably take 10 more to that. You could make that last a day, back in the day. That's like everything. And now that shit is like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's basically yeah, like I'm three days say, for yeah. one. So it's like you've got to make more money. And there isn't more money like to be made right now because inflation is just like, it's just nuts. So. Right. It's a, well, it, it's, I think the thing is that there's there's more money out there. You know what I mean? So So the price of everything has to go up because there's more money out there to be to be had. Now the fact that certain people are hoarding most of the money <laughs> makes a lot of di- <laughs> makes a lot of difference when, right. when you know what I mean when you when you're a poor person. Right. So right. well you know a, a meal at McDonald's or whatever used to be seven dollars, let's say. Now that same meal at McDonald's is probably eleven or twelve. That's ridiculous. Right? Mm-hmm. And that, and that's that's on a small scale. I mean that's that's yeah. Simply yeah. McDonald's. I mean, we're not talking about something like college, like, like Schofield college. chicken, like, right. like Schofield the, chicken. I spent eighteen dollars for a sandwich and fries and a drink. That's there crazy. I mean, like I said, that's a small thing. The price of college has tripled since nineteen eighty. Yeah, triple. Yeah, triple. Look, man. Yo, I mean, let, let me just tell you how black the entity's heart must be to already have a system in place. <laughs> it ain't much gonna help your ass when it comes to humanity. But they keep you trying. You. Right, right. It's gonna help you run the re- evil race for sure. It's yeah. gonna give you some tools to run the evil race. Mm-hmm. We're gonna help. And they said, okay, you know what? Let's go ahead and triple down. Charge everybody triple for this shit. <laughs> no one they can't. So they, but this, so they, look, they ain't paying enough to be out of work after college. We need them to pay more, goddamn. So you know what? Out of work after college. The crazy thing is that there's equal parts of truth in what both of you guys said because it has tripled. And at the same time, what you were saying a second ago, Grant, about the way that money is being doled out. It's where <sighs> inflation is just some shit. Inflation is some shit. And the funny thing is that we were supposed to talk about, to a certain extent, even though we never really give a fuck about what's really actually going on right now. But student, you know, because it's just like, that's just, you know, that's just because we have to stay relevant. We can't just sound like we just like going off on a tangent. But I, but we both, we all go on yeah. tangents. But, but anyway, student right, loan. Good for the people that can't. Good for the people that came up on it. But I give a shit about goddamn student loans. Yeah, but people are. You see, but that's the whole point. Me. See, it doesn't affect you. You you take that position. A lot of people that are taking the anti position are people that did not go through that. They didn't go through student loans and any of that. Any of that. You know, Pell grants and that whole system. That basically sucks people yeah. up. They decided to get trades. I went to the army. Right, you went to the right. You went to the army. But <laughs> yeah, but these are just. No, I'm, not, I'm the wrong shoulder to cry on. Right, <laughs> but what it is? But yeah, like, but what we're seeing is though we're seeing a whole bunch a tab, of. God damn it. Yeah, we see a whole bunch of people hating 
on other people because of the choice that they made. And nobody's really hating right. on these corporations that get these huge tax breaks every year. So people get a little bit of something, 10000 And like you said, Gene, they can fucking pretty much write a check for anything they want. They can move it around. Now yeah. all of a sudden people are upset. Like, oh, no, we're losing all this money. You know what I'm saying? I wonder what percentage yeah. it is of, like, one month of pandemic funds. I'm just glad. Look, I'm glad they got. I'm glad they got their bread. I'm glad for some people that it worked and everything else. But on the whole, yeah, it didn't. It didn't affect me. And you know, quite frankly, if they talking a lot about it, then I know it's a distraction for something. Yeah, but because people, you know, you have to be, you have to be really aware. And that's the whole part about being stupid. You're not really usually aware if you're stupid. Or if you're less intelligent or whatever. I don't want to be calling people stupid all the time, even if I do like it. But, um. Nah, nah you call them scared. <laughs> all right, scared. The truth, truth takes courage. All right, yeah, yeah well, the truth right. takes courage. It does take courage. So they're scared because other people are benefiting. Like, you benefit from. <sighs> I don't understand people who count other people's money. You know what I'm saying? I just don't get it. I'll what, never what get faction? it. What faction are you talking about? Are you talking about some people who express this on the right? or I'm talking or people that are, well, see, that's another thing. On the right, you know, it's people that have trades that are in unions, that basically unions, it's nothing more left than the union. You know, the union got you your wages, keeps you up and everything, make sure everything is right for you. But then they go and they vote for the right. So they're voting essentially against their own interests. So that's the first dumb thing about the whole thing. So instead of getting in there with the people that are with your interest and trying to change those candidates and change them so that way you can stay with them, they're so busy getting mad. And they're mad at the fact that these people are getting a break on their student loans. Which doesn't make any sense. Because, like you said, it doesn't involve you. Right. But what the, one of the biggest problems with our country, or not probably not with, our, with only our country, probably with people in general. People, and I heard this from a friend of mine who told me, who said Steve Harvey said it, but sometimes you got to plant a tree knowing that you're never going to get shade from it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, so when you start talking about student loan forgiveness, right? So I, I had a couple student loans. I paid mine off already, right? But anybody that gets their student loans forgiven, more power to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't give a fuck about that. Right. I want to mm-hmm. see. I want to. I want to see more people. I want to see more people do better. You know what I'm saying? So, so to me, this is the example of that tree that I'm not going to get no shade from. Right, you know what I mean? Like, and I think if people just kind of had carried that mentality with them more often, then you wouldn't have people counting each other's pockets. You wouldn't have, as we were talking about before, the, the shysters that are out there, you know, trying to maximize every dollar that they can get off of every deal that they make. That's pregame. You know I mean? That's like, pregame conversation. But, yeah. But, yeah. Right, but you gotta have you gotta carry that kind of mentality though. Yeah. And the, the the unfortunate thing is that too many of us don't carry that mentality. We we the mentality that we carry is I got to get mine first. Yeah. 
and then everybody else can get theirs. I feel like in many right. ways, with many of the jobs that I've had, I've been forced out of those jobs because of ethical behavior, which is kind of like crazy if you think about it. Because I didn't use the same techniques, and I still don't use the same techniques as other quote-unquote salesmen do to find their clients or get their work. And I did give a lot of information, good free information, out, and I still continue to do that on a daily basis. But it gets weary because people don't really—if you're looking for business, you're looking for like minds to do business with. And usually if that person isn't of the like mind, it's going to be more difficult to deal with them. Now you're dealing with shady practices. So you have to be ethical on one hand, but you have to be aware and ready to stop and stop any of those negative things that you're going to come across, which you're going to come across more often than not. There's more people doing business the other way trying to get as much as they can, and they are trying to just get a fair deal done for everyone involved. And that's the reality of the and, world. And, and, yeah, and that's always what's shown. You know what I mean? That's that's the Wolf of Wall Street. That's, you know, like, that's movies that are made, that's TV shows that are made. It's always about the, the exploitation of someone just kind of exploiting somebody for, for money. For material gain, you know what I mean. It's always that. This is women with athletes. This is you know what I mean. Like whatever form it takes, this is always the this is always the struggle. You know what I mean. Like how can you be ethical, and how can you be how can you be ethical in a place that is not ethical to begin with? Right. You know what I mean. How how can you hold somebody to that standard if that's not There's what the standard is in the, in the country that you live in? It's like, I feel like a lot of times I feel like I'm constantly swimming across the tides, against the tides with the stuff. And it takes like kind of a, it takes like kind of a a toll on you when you're doing things like that. And which is why I always, I'm always coming up with all these different ideas to do different things, but none of them are as lucrative as the work that I do and everything. So, and that's always what Mm -hmm. it comes down to, to the bottom, bottom line. And like we were all talking about over here, this inflation is a bitch, but there's better days coming. You know, we got to all, we're all looking to come up a little bit more than where we are. It's not that it's discomfort. It's just that it's not comfortable enough or where I want to be. And I think that I'll definitely, and for me, that comfortable place is something I can do for the rest of my life. Cause if you stop working, you die. That's the way I see the world. It's like when you retire, it's pretty much over for you. Hard has no reason to get up and beat yeah, every day. It's either that or Canadian porn. Canadian porn. <laughs> you acting now? We acting. Or you just talent? No, well. You act, are you acting or you just talent? Well, listen. I just assume that all porn is Canadian. Because I'm always looking at it saying, what's that all about? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody? Gene said no. Gene said no. I'm not kidding. Gene. Gene's out. Gene said I'm out. My bad. So listen, so I'm looking at this. So I'm looking at um, the fact that we got this, that people got this gift today. And um, student loans are going to be forgiven, and now they're worried about, of course, it comes around the election cycle. And I wasn't really paying attention to the, like, local midterms and stuff like that. 
But there were some surprises, but I did notice a pattern. And this goes into the whole um, changing the system type of ideal and thought process. There was a movement amongst the Democratic Party to basically run candidates that were more centrist and more old school against people who were um, dealing more with, like, say, the squad, people that are really reformist, people that follow Bernie Sanders, people of that nature. These people, have put they put a lot of money into candidates that ran in primaries against these, quote-unquote, woke candidates. And in most places, because we are a money-based society, they won. So... What we have is we got a lot of status quo going on from that side. Then I looked at on the other side, we look at this lady, uh, this Cheney lady who lost this. Most conservative motherfucker on earth. And she's now getting into a coalition that's going to try to go against all Republican Trumpers running in different places for Senate and Congress. And that's their goal. So with her, the thought process is, is the enemy of my enemy my friend? I know she goes a little bit too far, so I'm never going to say that she's a friend. But I can definitely see where she's an enemy of my enemy for that time and everything. But the whole point is, though, both of those groups on those sides, the far on the far right and the far left, they have people that are within their same quote-unquote ideology pushing against them to make sure that they don't get jobs and they don't get power. So, despite all these things going on, if you add that with the draining of the money, trying to get people all that excess money that was put out in the economy, trying to get it all back now so they can bring the economy back down, are we in a situation where we're experiencing pushback from the status quo? Is there going to be a chance for, Mm. is this what we're really looking at? Most people don't look that broadly at it, but I did. And that's what I'm saying. There's always going to be pushback from the status quo because people don't just people don't just give up power voluntarily. You know what I mean? They They don't give up a position of authority from just. Because just we we gonna just make it equal for everybody. Fuck it, we don't want to be on top no more. You ain't never gonna hear that. You know what I'm saying? So you always get pushed back from the status quo. It's just that now, you know, there's more people. There may be more people kind of pushing that cause. So you may hear a little bit more about it. You know what I mean? But status quo is always gonna. They always gonna fight. You you got to take what you you got to take what you get. You know what I mean? Like, I just unless you the just American gonna, way. Unless you just gonna, <laughs> unless you just want what they gonna give you, you gotta take anything other than what they're willing to give you. Well, the I, American way. Go ahead, Gene. You have something you were going to add to that, or? Oh, no, it's the American way. Okay, yeah, I agree. Well, you know, you because on both sides you got one group banning one set of books, the other people grant um, set it doing a whole another set of books. We were talking the other day about public ed, public education and something as simple as Sesame Street. Sesame Street was taken over by HBO a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and Sesame Street and Electric Company. A lot of people don't understand the origins of that, but you must understand the origins of what that is. That was at a time where 
the 60s and a lot of change and there was a need or a desire to take kids who were in inner cities and lower income and give them preschool education tools. So a lot of the programs that were made for Sesame Street and the electric company and shows like that were made to educate kids that are now our age, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that being done, that being said and that being done, now we're in a situation where HBO now goes out and they buy it. And what they're doing is they're actually in the process of purging old episodes of Sesame Street. Things that showed lessons and different things. Mm -hmm. And they've now basically taken Sesame Street, something that was made for all people and poor people and created with public dollars, and they put it behind the paywall of HBO. So they put a paywall up. And now they're also at the same time limiting the content of what's happening. These are little bites and slices of things that they're doing to stop people from being able to figure out how to actually move forward. Because you don't think it's a big thing, but it's actually a huge thing. Because the next mind, the minds of the next generation, those are the ones that are involved in the building of what's going to be, either to accept it or to fight it. But they don't want you having the thought process that allows your mind to grow in different ways and different avenues. They want to feed you this programming, and they want to feed your kids this programming that's very stringent and strict and based upon a system that allows us to have more people incarcerated than any other nation in the entire world and many nations combined. All of Europe combined, I think that's pretty safe to say. You know, mm-hmm. that this is what, this is the system that we're feeding into. And this is a, and because Gene says, this is a choice. This is a, a purposeful choice. Yeah. But it, isn't this what we, what we kind of talk about all the time? You know what I mean? Like, so, so the burning of books or the, the, the destroying of Sesame Street episodes or, the recontextualizing of history or whatever, whatever, whatever truth or education piece that you eradicate, it all leads to the same kind. It's all designed to get to this, a similar end that this is what we want you to know. Right. Right. So your so all of your reactions and interactions and everything will be based on this set of guidelines that we have given you. We don't want you to think openly. Right. We don't want you to think outside of the box. We want you to think 100 percent inside of this box that we are creating. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, then we will continue to be on top. We will continue because we'll continue to be able to dictate what you get, what you see, what you do, what your options are. We'll dictate all of that. What's moral, right? what's I mean, immoral. It's, it's, right. It's, it's what we always talk about. You know what I mean? It all, it, you know, it all just kind of comes back full circle to the conversation that there's a system that's in place to do what it's doing, and that system is highly successful at doing what it's what it's supposed to do. And that people we are just don't necessarily know it. And that people are highly at highly malleable and um, willing to accept these types of changes in their lives and this type of direction in your life and in your home. 
And that's the that is really like the last piece of that. They they define for you everything that it is, and we're all willing to accept that. And yeah, and and then, and then we're willing to give up. We're willing to give up certain things in order to get certain things. Comforts. Right? So, right. We want we want comfort. What we don't want is hard times. You know, we want we want shit to be easy. We Guess what? We're getting hard times anyway, TV. though. Right. Right. We're getting hard times anyway. That's well, the we, that's the worst part about it. Is that it's still right, but the, go, go the, secu- the security of a paycheck, the security of uh, food stamps. There are certain securities that you get. You know what I mean? That just allow you to feel that that comfort that you want, whether it's really there or not. There are certain things that you get that allow you to feel that that you you know being in that safe space that you want to be in, regardless to what's happening around you. But you have to be smart enough to recognize what's going on around you to realize that you're not in a nece- in necessarily in a safe space. Is it natural? Is it as natural as it should be? Is this the way nature is intended to work for us as a species to basically go backwards? I just wonder, like, you know, listen, one thing that I, that really has bugged me out about this entire summer is that I cut my lawn probably about two months ago, and I haven't had to cut it since. You know why? That shit is burnt to a crisp. Yep. <laughs> that shit is burnt to a crisp. do it. Okay, mm-hmm. I look around my neighborhood, it. I look around the neighborhood, and there are so many lawns that look just like mine, because global warming. This shit is like, mm-hmm. it's like 90 degrees every motherfucking day, 90 plus degrees every motherfucking day, every day. Mm. When you go outside, mm-hmm. you just sweat, so you just stay inside, so... What's the future for a species that's forced indoors? And then I think about it, it's like almost like foreshadowing. All these things are drying up. You're finding dinosaur. They found they found dinosaur tracks in the bottom of a lake. Like fresh. Some eight foot bird. And they're bringing these things back to life. What if nature decides to bring them back to life? We're going to all be like large, funny-looking dinosaur duck food. Right. Suppose the bullets don't stop them. I mean... What are you going to do? Now we've gone science fiction. What? All you you have to do is be faster than somebody. (laughs) Right. That's true. That's right. That's that's all you have to do. Be faster. You ain't got to be. Yeah, that's right. No, you had to wait. Whip the bear. You just had to be yeah. faster than the slowest person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. Because we know that they're not going to do anything yeah. for poor people first. They're going to have to study how we evade them first. So that way they're able yeah. to. This- they're going to be studying how people in lower income neighborhoods avoid dinosaurs. So that way they can get the angles on them. And they know how to catch him. Right. You know, so so some of y'all motherfuckers, y'all just fought it. It was nice knowing you. I'm going to be 53 yeah, in a couple of weeks. I'm just trying to stay spry. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about playing some ball, getting some cuts, you know. 
<laughs> just in man case. Me. I ain't playing no ball ever again. Just in case. Well, looks like Gene. Gene is going to have to say goodnight to us because we had a late start as usual. Well, not as usual, but we had a late start tonight. And Mr. Gene Hopkins, Mr. Dub K from the A, we're happy you even came by. Being being all kind of disturbed, but hey, all right. (laughs) Love, peace, and hair grease. That's right. Let's watch it. Let's watch it go around. Peace and hair grease. All right, peace, Gene. So it's just me. And you, Grant, left to finish up the mm-hmm. show. We're about to uh, go into our break anyway for this year. So it's been a good year so far oh, yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. our conversation. We're going to take our, our, our yeah, week man. off next week, have some barbecue and whatnot, get ready for my birthday, which nobody ever celebrates. Right, right. Nobody celebrates my birthday. Yeah, I, I, got, I got fantasy drafts coming. That's that's really all that matters. Yeah. Right I'm, I'm just like, you know, I would like to one day be able to throw a great big birthday party and everything. I always thought I was going to throw a great big birthday party with loose women from all over who didn't love me. Lots of tequila, alcohol, things of that nature. Yeah, that's that's a pipe dream at this point. It's a pipe dream. That's a pipe dream for you at this point. Well, yeah. you know. You could have done that early. I could have done that. You could have done that early in life. I could have done, yeah, I could have done it at 29. I should have. You know, yeah, 28, 29, and yeah. probably would have been a, a classic. You know, I did used to throw some pretty yeah, good I, parties back in the day. Yeah, we did it. We did it around 20. We did it around 23, 24. Yeah. Me, Brian, and Gene. Mm-hmm. You know, 11, 11, August 11, 12, 13. We did, we did it in D.C. one year. Yeah. Real big. It was and, nice. Uh, yeah, it was a great time. We was at the house on, on uh, W Street. Right. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, I can't. You can't do that anymore. My birthday is nine eleven. Yeah, pretty. I think pretty soon nine eleven is gonna be a. They gonna turn it into a holiday. Yeah, but for the wrong reason. Not because I was born on nine eleven. It should be because I was born well, on nine eleven. I was born in so trouble. It's, it's like it's like August eleven. So there is no official. There is no nationally recognized holiday in August. However, mm-hmm. I was born and hip hop was born on August 11th. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, August 11th is quite a wonderful day. It should be a national holiday. There's something, it, but it should be a national holiday based on being mer- <laughs> on my birthday. It probably um, should be. I mean, hip hop can tag along. Yeah, hip hop can tag along. There you go. Sure. Just let it come. Yeah, <laughs> let it come around. There's something <laughs> special to be right. said for being born on a day with two ones. Number one twice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's what I used yeah, to always say. Knowledge, knowledge. Number one twice. But we need a break from this show anyway because I know recently I haven't felt like bitching. There's not really much to, but, you know, and that's all people do now is they just complain. Ah, somebody's getting money back. $10,000. Nobody was complaining when they hired the head of the Department of Education as a woman who actually owns a lot of that debt and put all of those restrictions on people and started using all that data and information to track people down. 
and make you pay extra premiums on it. They've got their dough. Believe that. You know, nobody was complaining about that. That was okay. Now people are getting money back. Oh, it's all wrong. So maybe we're getting exactly what we want. We got two, we got basically two wings of the same bird. You know, one side doesn't want you to have, um, want you to get your student loans forgiven. The other side doesn't want you to be able to do stand-up comedy. (laughs) You know, what the fuck? So, so but isn't it, isn't it the same, like the the complaining piece, isn't it the same? Like, so I, I, what I think is that people complain about things that they can relate to, right? Yeah. So let's take let's take LeBron James and his fifty million dollars a season or whatever, however much money he's getting paid, right? Right. People complain that LeBron makes this amount of money. Yeah. Like, what? but you have to understand that somebody is paying LeBron fifty million, so he ain't LeBron is not the problem, right? You know what I mean? Like the fifty million that he's getting, you relate to LeBron because you see his face, and everybody can play basketball, mm-hmm. right? I mean, everybody ain't gonna make the NBA, but everybody can go out and play basketball. They can't play like LeBron. But can. You have no relation, right? Right. But you you can't even fathom being whoever owns the Lakers, right? Right. That's not even that's not even in your thought process. So you you'll never complain about oh shit I gotta pay, you know, $200 for a ticket to see the Lakers and I got to pay $100 for parking and two hot dogs and a beer is $50 out, out the door. You know what I mean? Like you they don't complain about that shit unless they're saying because they unless we lose 50 million a season, I got to pay I got to pay these exorbitant prices. Right. Well, they they say unless we lose and then it's a problem. Because it's right. funny, it's funny because like you know Rob right. isn't here again tonight. Rob is like doing a game. He works in Major League Baseball. His team, you know, he's very familiar with that. And the crazy thing that makes me familiar with it is that I've been online. Like I just, I just have fun now online when I go online. I don't spend any time online. If I started the show and I was saying I spent half of my time online, now I spend like you know an eighth of that half online. But because of past interactions, I'm like a top fan on all these different sites. So now I'm a top fan on these NBA sites, and they put out the stuff about LeBron. And I make one comment about LeBron, and I get over a hundred comments and responses about LeBron James and how much he sucks and he's a shit individual and this and that and this. Meantime, LeBron ain't thinking about you. He's not thinking about me. He ain't thinking about you. You know what I'm saying? But they've got all these opinions, and they're like, you know, like this one person said something about, like, it was so personalized, I was like, but that's not you, and I wonder how your therapist feels about that. Have you asked your therapist how he feels about you expressing that? And that was the end of the comment, but I didn't like... And then there was another comment, and it was something else about, and they brought LeBron into it. Now, I'm not a LeBron James fan. I respect the man because of the things that he does. But I'm not necessarily like a LeBron James fan. I've never bought a Cavs jersey and none of that stuff. It's like I'm not. I am a fan of basketball. Like, you know, like I hate Larry Bird, but I respect the fuck out of Larry Bird because he played the shit out of the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I give him his props Mm -hmm. for what he did. 
I give Isaiah his props for what he did. I give Michael his props for what he did. But people don't understand that form of fandom where you actually can appreciate the other guys as well as the guys that you root for and what they do. They think that that's somehow not genuine because I'm not hating on a motherfucker. I, I just don't get that. Right. But the, well, fan, fan is short for fanatic. Yeah. So there's some tendencies that, that go along with that. And, you know, not everybody exhibits them, like, you know, in that sort of way. But there's some people that, you know, if you don't like my player, we enemies. Yeah. That's that's strange. It's odd. It's a it's odd behavior. These people take these conversations online like they're fucking like really something. You know what I'm saying? Me and you and me and you in a dark me and you in a dark room. That's something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Me and you in a chat room. That ain't shit. Don't tell me about that. I'm I'm not interested. Yeah, but that's where that's where, you know, that like Gene mentioned courage, that's where that courage comes from. You know what I mean? Like most people most people ain't gonna ain't gonna confront you about anything. Right. You know, unless unless I mean it has to be super important to them. I don't think LeBron James is really important enough to anybody for them to confront you about it in real life. You know, I mean, sure, you could you could have a debate or whatever, but People start saying ill shit online, man, because they, I mean, it's anonymous. Right. You know, I mean, you got, you got a handle on there, but I mean, it's an anonymous thing. So, but for these people, it's so, but for these people, it's so real though, Grant. It's like their online presence is everything. It's like that because that's where they mostly interact. And that's the world that we're actually like morphing into. And it's the difference between like, it's a difference between, say, a political conversation about left and right, you know, now you're expressing far right views, but the only place that you're actually practicing them is online on your computer. In your lifetime, you're just like everybody else ordering Amazon and doing X, Y, and Z. But online, you're this far right person. Online, right. you're this far left person who supports rainbows and, and gazelles and stuff like that. And everybody and everyone's inclusive and don't say these types of pronouns or don't dare ask me, you know, a question that may be relevant to identifying anything about who I am, such as what's your nationality or you know, that nature. That's actually wrong. That's a that's aggressive. Right? That's a mm. these people mm. are only this way online. What do you like in person? What well, there there is no there is no in person of them. You know what I mean? Because everything, everything is online. You know, this is a world of, of likes. You know what I mean? People want, people want thumbs up on their comments. They want hearts on their pictures. They want, and they only want it. They only want to hear from people who agree with what they say or who, who think like them. You know, I mean, like what kind of world is that? This is, that's not a, that's not a, a true, it's That's a, not a true representation of what the world is. It's boring. It sounds boring to me. It sounds like autocratic to me. It sounds like uninteresting. It sounds everything that's it's, wrong. It, everything that I learned in college where I didn't have any loans, but 
You know, I did learn those words in college because other people, you know, just because you're not interested in going to college doesn't mean that that knowledge is unnecessary. This all started in the early 2000s when they started having the war on the quote unquote intellectuals. Oh, you go to college Mm -hmm. as opposed to going to a trade school. And, you know, people who make these arguments, they have a good point because a lot of people want their student debt forgiven. It's because they've gotten degrees in um, in different fields that would pay them money only to find that they can't get jobs in those fields. So the intention right. was good, but it was made for a different economy in a different world. They might have even came out and worked in that field for five years before it completely and totally went kaput. So what are we talking about here? With this, are we are we really trying to move forward, or are we just really stuck on dumb shit? And I think the answer is we're stuck on dumb shit. Oh, absolutely, we're stuck absolutely. On dumb, shit. dumb shit, dumb shit rules the world right now. Yeah, and every, yeah, I mean, boldly dumb, boldly dumb. Go, right. go boldly where no man has gone before. All I can say is thank God. Right. All I can say is thank God for AI and our robot overlords who are going to come in for the next generation and do all the thinking for us. Thank you, robot overlord. <laughs> yeah, because my, my dumbassedness is, is equal to your wisdom. Right. So that's 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 the norm. That's the new norm. You know what? And on that note, we're going to call it an episode from Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, baby. Come down and get you some. Come get chicken. you some chicken. Mr. Grant Lancaster. Remember, remember, summer vacation is ending now. So now it's time for all of those nice girls to decide whether they want to go back to the community or stay at City Wings. So I know it's a lot of excitement going around around the neighborhood right now, so I think that's good. Yeah, we're yeah, we, we in a transition phase right now. Layla starts school on Monday. Ah, beautiful. To yeah, Layla. School starts on Monday. What, first grade or kindergarten? First grade? Second. 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 Yeah, man. Second grade. Just like my baby, Eva. Big shout out to my granddaughter mm-hmm. down there in Georgia. Second grader. You get it popping. Yeah, so we're going to take next week off. Born in trouble. Try to enjoy some things. We're going to actually go outside and coalesce with other actual people, though. I'm not going to be online all the time doing this because, you know, we want to keep those synapses open. And really, I I wish everybody to have a happy holiday and a a good two weeks. I might be uh, popping back with the Tuesday talk sometime before we do our next show recording. Grant, I appreciate it. Mr. Brooks will be back for the next show as well. And um, for Mr. Gene Hopkins, Born in Trouble, month of August, we out. Peace. Peace.